Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. On today's episode, we are going to talk about this upcoming um, eclipse season. We've got a new moon solar eclipse, partial solar eclipse happening on April 30th at 10 degrees, 28 minutes Taurus. It's happening at 1.28 p.m. Pacific, 4.28 p.m. Eastern. And then we're having a full moon total lunar eclipse at 25 degrees, 18 minutes Scorpio on May 15th at 9.14 p.m. Pacific or May 16th at 12.14 a.m. Eastern. So, and there will be plenty of things to talk about inside those two moons. And of course, as usual, we'll start with, how's it going, Fox? Um, I'm good. I'm recovering from my Jupiter-Neptune exact conjunction dream last night. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on a game show and every time I hit the button, uh, the people on the game show were, it was weird. It was very strange, but I just remember waking up and what they were telling me, I was like, I kept repeating it as I like got up and went to the bathroom at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> so I could go back to sleep and not forget what they told me, which was really interesting. What did they tell you? You're going to tell us what they told you? Yeah. They said, I mean, you told me, but tell yeah, they said, else. talk to Deanna about the plasma machine mm. over and over. And and you did talk to Deanna about her. I did. I call. Machine. I called her today. We had a Zoom call, and I talked to Deanna about this plasma machine. So, um, I, my my good friend Deanna, uh, she she's an amazing person, very smart, very intelligent, um, and she is. Uh, she helped me put my website together. She's 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 like a technological genius. I love her so much. But she recently purchased a Rife machine which uh, I was telling Corey, the Rife machine was invented by Dr. Rife and he invented it in th like 38, in the late thirties, um, last time Uranus was in Taurus, which Uranus is in Taurus right now. And he was never able to get a patent for the machine. The machine is a frequency-based machine that works with quantum entanglement. And um, it's, it, it, the frequencies that it emits, it has different programming and different frequencies that, um, you know, detox your, your body, detox your kidneys, detox your liver, um, heals your cellular structure. It has programs for cancer care and um, for vision and diabetes and all kinds of stuff. And a lot of people have been using this for a really long time. Um, to heal themselves when they weren't able to be healed by Western medicine. So I, I heard about this years ago, uh, once when I was listening to Pam Gregory talk about it when right before Uranus, uh, was getting ready to go into Taurus, which was a while ago now, a couple of years, 2008, and, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, so she purchased one and we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. And then last night during my game show dream, it was very like match game. You're probably too young to remember match game, Corey. I remember match game. Remember match game? Oh, my grandma watched match game every, yeah. every day. <laughs> my grandma. And so, um, it was literally like I was on match game and I was, uh, you know, kept hitting the buzzer. And then every time I said something, they would say, talk to Deanna about the plasma machine. <laughs> but I finally, I woke up and I was like, I, I typically, which is interesting because they say like three o'clock in the morning, 
two to three, what, 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning is when the veil is thin. And, you know, I off, that's always, I wake up at that time every morning. And mm -hmm. uh, I got, I got up and I thought, okay, I'm walking to the bathroom. I'm, you know, I basically keep my eyes closed because I don't want to like get myself out of that sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. So I keep my eyes closed. and I just kind of feel my way to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm like, talk to Deanna about the plasma machine. Talk to Deanna. <laughs> so crazy and i almost thought about uh like uh, reaching out to runa today but i thought i don't think there's enough in that dream to like i think that self-interprets that dream does <laughs> okay, okay. so anyway it's pretty cut and dry i have been contemplating purchasing one myself just you know to to help with just general aging yeah you know? yeah so I don't know. We'll see what happens. We're we're gonna do some we're gonna do some uh, long distance stuff. You can uh, apparently do some long distance stuff similar to like long distance Reiki. So I'm gonna be sending her not any body parts, but you know <laughs> some of my DNA. Um, <laughs> we won't say how. And uh, uh, which is I would never send. So that's where I was like, ah, uh, I don't. It seems like giving up power to give somebody pieces of your DNA. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm superstitious. But whatever. Well, I think that's very witchy. I think that's very witchy of you because mm -hmm. you wouldn't want somebody to use your things against you, right? I mean that Yeah, no. What do they call that? I was just um Oh, I forget what they I don't know. I'm not a witchy person. I have lots of witchy <laughs> friends, but I'm not really a witchy person. So um what kind of baneful magic? You don't want Yeah, somebody, there you go. You don't mm -hmm. want somebody to use baneful magic against you, right? But no, I think uh -uh. I think any magic you use against anyone is, or that isn't up for you is, and I think that probably it could be categorized as, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a witch. Wow. I, don't I don't know. It's all, I'm sure it's a case by case situation. Probably. Uh, but it, anyway, it, so anyhow. that is, that is where I was with the, how did you handle the Jupiter Neptune conjunction yesterday? You know, I, uh, last night was actually i had a, a good night's sleep the night before i guess as it was like kind of waxing towards that conjunction i mm. didn't sleep at all i swear i woke up every 20 minutes and even when i was asleep i didn't feel completely asleep you know yeah um and then yesterday yesterday was a rough day i mean so it was a rough day corey i agree yeah i um you know, I've been kind of burning the candle at both ends. I've been wake, like work, work, working from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed. And um, yesterday I finally was like, you know what? I need to give my body a rest. And I sat on the couch and was just like mopey. And, you know, I've got the grief of my dad kind of ebbs and flows and I've been doing pretty good. Like, I think I went a couple of days without crying, <laughs> but yesterday it was just like <laughs> everything crying and um, you know, that conjunction was like three degrees off of my natal, uh, mercury. So I think that there's just, it's, it's more intense than I thought it was going to be, but not, um, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's good or bad. I'd say it's a neutral situation, but that first night when it was starting to get close, I was, it was like, I just could not sleep. I could, I don't know. And all day yesterday, my head was just like, chugging through information and i it just like i could not stop thinking i could and i was doing some very solid visualizations though because i'm like i've got all these projects let me sit and um 
walk through you know totally. visualize the outcomes and, mm -hmm. and so because in in some cases that if i'm feeling anxious about all the things i need to have done mm -hmm. visualizing them done help it helps me calm down a little bit yeah. Yeah. but um yeah so that's about how i how i experienced that i think my brain activity has been like whoa i can't actually i can't even follow myself talking right now i think i'm three sentences ahead of myself <laughs> well no, i i do think i think it's really um for me i was expecting like i was expecting it to be i don't know i guess i thought it would be really joyous and great and it's not that i haven't been creative but i've i've had to deal with a lot of grief myself like i've had a lot of stuff come up around my mother like just, that's what you were saying just like stuff smacking me in the face and i'm like whoa you know she's been dead for three years i mean it's like i it was just like all this stuff has been coming up and um you know like kind of like i could have handled it better to, you know there were probably more things i could have done you know she and i had a lot of like kind of uh combative we had a combative relationship like we loved each other dearly but we fought just a lot she and i just were opposite sides of the coin you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so like yesterday i ended up watching i binge watched a show which i haven't done for a while um on hulu called love me and it's um a norwegian show that was remade by australian television and the first mm -hmm. thing that came up, it was made by Foxtel, which is like, I don't know, some kind of Fox affiliate in Australia. But the first thing that came up was that they gave gratitude to the the ancestors and the people of the land, you know, past, present, and, you know, emerging. I was just like, what? So I was like, right away grabbed me, like, you know, by the throat almost. But it was like, um, it was Hugo Weaving, you know, who was like uh, Lord Elderod on on uh, Elderon on uh, uh, the Hobbit series, or it's a ho yeah, the Hobbit series, and so Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, that's yeah. So I love I loved him, and he's been in many things. I mean, he was the he was V and V for Vendetta, and he you know he was in the Matrix. He's the he's the uh, he's the Matrix guy in the Matrix, the original Matrix. So he oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He was in it with his two kids. He had a daughter who was a physician and he had a son who was just graduating college and going into his internship to be a lawyer, his clerkship or whatever they call it there. And his wife was in a horrific accident and had been living at home and he had been taking care of her for several years. And she just had a stroke and dies. And the whole show was about just their day-to-day -day life around and how they all were experiencing love and sadness and anyway it was the woman had a very truculent relationship with her daughter she was very very close to her son and you could see she really doted on her son but she was very like really pushing her daughter and at one point he's the dad stands up at the dinner table and he's like he goes, I know you had a hard relationship with your mother, but you know, it's because she saw so much potential in you and she didn't reach her potential and she wanted you to reach your potential. And he's like, and you've done that. You've done more than that. And I was just like, oh my God, something <laughs> terrible, like a creature from the black lagoon, like came out of my solar plexus and up through my throat. And it just was like the ugliest, nastiest relief uh -huh. I've had in a very long time. 
Well, I'm glad you had it. <laughs> I needed it, obviously. I was like, I don't yeah. know where that came from, but it was somewhere deep down in the gut. It was way deep. And it was yeah. so interesting because I've been having low back pain and I'm not a low back pain person. Like, so mm. this was like psoas stuff, right? So deep psoas, psoas and, you know, anytime you have my hips have been locked lately. My psoas has been killing me lately, which is like low uh, back stuff. And it's just like, I've been doing everything. I've been doing all the tricks I can try to do to myself. You know, I've been going in and I've been like, have the yoga block under my ass and I'm doing all these weird things <laughs> on the bed and leaning over and trying to get my psoas to release. You know, I've got my, my hand, like my fist basically, you know, touching the back of my spine, going through my stomach. I'm like doing all the crazy tricks that, we learned in massage school and nothing was working. And that was like, that was it. That was that thing that came out of me was like, it was, it was like <laughs> so as release to end also as releases. Wow. Yeah. That sounds quite, quite graphic, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but the funny thing is today I noticed it in my face. Hmm. I almost feel like I don't, maybe it's just me, but I, I looked in the mirror this morning when I was getting ready and I was like, I could see like something had lifted. Something was gone. Interesting. It was, it was very interesting. It was very, no, it's very great. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, but it was not fun. So this is part of the awakening process that people talk about, you know, how awakening, everybody thinks the awakening process is such a beautiful experience and it's, it's so it's hard. It's a sloppy so mess. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. But this yes, moon, yes. This moon that's coming up, honestly, I think, you know, it's a partial eclipse. It's a solar eclipse new moon. So and it's interesting too. I think it might be kind of I think it's kind of like a trickster almost. Like it could be really fun, maybe. I mean, it's conjunct Uranus. It's kind of it's kind of got a wacky feel to it. I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of nervous about it because it's only eight degrees away from my natal Saturn. Mm. <laughs> you know how much I like him. And uh, it's <laughs> in my fifth house though. And I'm, and I have one of my things this year was to have more fun because I feel like as a Capricorn, a serious Capricorn, I'm always working. I'm always, always, always working. And, you know, I was just talking to my friend today about the fact that I'm taking Good Friday off, which I haven't done forever. I'm taking a couple of days off next week. And I mean, since I've had the job I have now, I've been there for almost 11 years. I have only taken one week. No, I take that back. I've taken two full weeks off in 11 years. Like a full Wow. Week. Yeah. And then I realized it's like, you know, I look at my, my bank of vacation. I'm like, God, I got to use it or I'm going to lose it. And it's like, I think, I don't think I'm strange. I think a lot of people do that kind of stuff, but I I've got to, I've got to learn to take some time off and have some fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So what are you going to do during your time off? Um, I really want to go to the mountains and go for a hike. But then nice. I saw a map on TikTok. TikTok is just like crack. Um, mm. I saw a map on one of those like 
crazy pages that I love on TikTok are crazy accounts. And um, they had the map of all the missing people in the state parks. <laughs> and there's a state park. Yeah. There's a state park really close to where we live in a lot of that's like where like almost the most people have been just have disappeared from. <laughs> uh, we will not be going like, there. We will not be going there. <laughs> yeah, but it's also people that go hiking by themselves. I don't understand that. I d I just don't. I'm just not going don't. hiking by myself. Well, I'm not I'm not the person who's gonna go on a four hour hike. But those are the people that go missing are the ones that go by themselves. And it's just it they're the ones that are found dead having fallen off some cliff or something. Like or or they get abducted by crazy, like, and you don't know what's in those mountains. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing with this this thing was it's like it can't just be, you know, people being abducted. It's gotta be like, you know, the underground dwellers, you know, the slea stack, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes, the alien abductions. Yes. So I avoid I'm that not particular gonna, if I hear anything. If I see anything with big eyes and making that <laughs> noise, I will always <laughs> and I will be going the other way. <laughs> oh, the sleaze stack. They move so slow though. Like I didn't I understand know, like, why they how could you how are they them? even a threat? Well, I think their costumes were really, really probably not. You know, if you look at their costumes, yeah. their arm they could never like put their arms up. Their arms are either at their side or like right ahead of them. <laughs> Yes. Well, I love that you know who the slee stacks are because at one point I have it like sometimes when I put my hair in a ponytail, I get slee stack head. And I said that to oh, somebody nice. who nice. was like five years or so younger than me, maybe 10 years younger than me. And I was like, oh my God, look at the slee stack head. And they were like, what's a slee stack? And I just felt so. How could you not know that? Misunderstood. I just. Ugh. Well, Hol Ho is it Holly and Will Robinson? And um, and then this, the, you know, if you haven't seen The Land of the Lost, I know you can catch an episode on YouTube. Yeah. So You're probably you probably just one. <laughs> well, if you don't. So, so honestly, Corey, my first introduction to crystals was the Slee Stack. Wow. If you think yeah, about I didn't it, really think of that. First introduction to uh, amazing. And so um, I, I, I just got like a giant, like Easter egg, uh, like amethyst that I found in the corner at the bottom shelf at TJ Maxx. And it was, it was, ob it obviously was, had a stand and the stand had broken and it had fallen, obviously. So I had like one little point that was kind of janked up. But I literally, I, I brought it home and I put it next. I have a huge selenite lamp in my office, like huge. So I put it there to kind of clean its energy. It is so, I paid 20 bucks for that thing. I mean, it's, it's like a huge hunk and chunk of amethyst. It's so beautiful. But again, it's like, if you remember the Slee Stack, they had all the crystals down in the bottom of their... I mean, dwelling, which really probably was like a spaceship. Yeah. It was like stuck in the mud or something. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had all the crystals down in the bottom and they could move the crystals and then the smoke would come up. So yeah, that was my first introduction to crystals. Were the I didn't smoke. even really think about that. That's funny. That's funny. I used to, when I got really sick too, I used to have a reoccurring dream about the slee stack, like getting lost in the catacombs where the slee stacks were. So hmm. they, made, they made a big impression on me when I was a child. Oh. Yeah, it would appear so. 
<laughs> but that being said, I think that this moon has the potential for maybe uh, a little bit of a surprise, maybe. Yeah, with that Uranus. But I think, you know, it's, well, what's that conjunction? Four, four, four degrees? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully it's not too, too exciting of a, of a, of a but, surprise. But the thing that's even cooler is if you look over in Pisces, we've got Jupiter yeah, almost Jupiter. exactly conjunct Venus. It's actually going to be exactly conjunct Venus that day. But mm -hmm. it will that, be, and it will be exactly conjunct my Mercury. Oh, Corey, that could be beautiful. Yeah, right. I'm mm -hmm. loving that for you because I am too. <laughs> you know, Venus is exalted in Pisces, they say. Mm -hmm. And so Jupiter rule in Pisces and like Neptune rule in Pisces. I mean, Neptune's only three degrees away from those guys. I think yep. that could be actually more beautiful than the the conjunction that we had yesterday, which actually didn't really feel that beautiful. It probably was beautiful in a painful way, but it, it was sloppy. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel beautiful, but I think with Venus in there, I think it could feel really beautiful. Yeah. Really yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So what house is this happening in for you? Where's Taurus? Taurus rules my fifth house. Oh yes. As you said that, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It rules my fifth house, but, um, but as far as uh you know pisces rules pisces rules my fourth house um the beginning of or the very beginning of my fourth house the end of pisces rules my fourth house so i'm ex i'm kind of interested in that i think it could be really cool because i'm really looking forward to that more than anything else now if you look at the sextile with mars there mars mars and pisces sextiling this almost i mean it's 11 degrees 53 minutes mars yeah mm -hmm. and that's kind of cool too i mean it, it could yeah. be it could be really cool actually i mean well and i think that the next the the full moon which we'll get to in a second mars is will then be conjunct jupiter so mars will get its chance as well no i mean they're all just gonna they're kind of come through just piling through with jupiter mm -hmm. i mean I, I like Mars with Jupiter, although depending on where it is for different people, it could be, it could be tricky as well, depending on what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I you said yours is your fourth. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if Mars, if you have Mars and Jupiter conjuncting in, uh, in an eighth house, maybe, or a 12th house, I think that might be maybe, maybe a little challenging, but perchance. Um, yeah, oh, mine's going to be happening in the fifth house. I can get down with that. Wow, <laughs> that sounds beautiful. I think that mm -hmm. would be fun. So the fifth house, for those of you who don't know about the houses, the houses represents different areas of life. And the fifth house is the house of fun. It's a house of love, romance, creativity. It's, you know, traditionally ruled by Leo. Leo's kind of like, who are famous Leos? Famous Leos would be like Madonna, Mick Jagger. You know, people who love to be kind of center stage, you know, kind of, you know, that Corey always loves the Leos because that with the hair, she's got the mm -hmm. hair. They do have the hair. Yeah, maybe you'll have a really good hair day that day. Hot, hot diggity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think, I don't know if it's Zelensky or Putin is a, um, is a, whatchamacallit, is a Leo. 
but the uh, other one is the opposite. So I think that's interesting as well. Hold I'm on a second. pretty sure. Let me see. I know I have, I, I know I pulled. Oh, no, book. Putin is a Libra. Yeah, which is so weird. Zelensky. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That was not like I would not have. So I have their charts. If I can remember where I put them. Oh, no. And he, okay, he's an Aquarius. Now, what is there something about? They have some kind of opposition or is it some kind of odd conjunction like his. I don't know. I don't feel like looking at that right now. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> I'm trying to, I can't remember where I put my charts for those guys, but God, what wackadoodle charts, right? I mean, those yeah, are I seem to recall I've looked at them and they have some kind of like mutual conjunction happening or mutual opposition. It's very bizarre, but anywho, yeah, but anyway, I know, let's get I know that. that I know that Zelensky has a prominent Leo if he's not a Leo because he's like, he won Ukraine's version of dancing with the stars. I mean, he's, he's actually an Aquarius. I, Corey loves Volodymyr Zelensky. I love him. I think he's super fun, but like mm -hmm. in a bit. So here's oh, his moon is in Leo, and his Mars yeah. is in Leo, and his Saturn is in Leo. That's Leo. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. like Leo centric. Yeah, but you know what? When you have Saturn and you have a Mars and you have uh, the Moon in Leo, those are all not so much Mars, but with Saturn and the Moon, definitely past life stuff. Mm. So you know maybe he's so good at this because he's done it before mm. it could be could be i mean this is the kind of guy that even if he's even if he's got you know skeletons in his closet as they all all do he's the kind of guy that you can look up to and you can be like yeah i mean if they make a movie of this not that i'm a tom cruise fan but tom cruise would probably be their first pick to play, to play him i'm just saying i'm not a tom cruise fan. Mm -hmm. but you know what yeah. i'm saying he's got that mission impossible kind of you know yeah yeah there's a resolution what, to him. what's what's his name i don't watch i don't watch those movies but isn't his name like ethan something or other anyway oh ethan hawk maybe no that's that's an actor oh ethan oh <laughs> His name is Ethan, but I don't know what his last name is. But in in the Mission Impossible movies, I've only seen one oh. of them. But his name is Ethan, I think. Yes, 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 yes. You're talking I about only, a character. I only know that because my husband's middle name is Ethan, and so oh. I pay I pay yes Joel Ethan. I pay attention to Ethan's. Just interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else about this particular moon? Um, um, we hit the biggest chunks we got saturn is squaring the north node yay well i think the other thing to think about too is the north and the south node are going to be in a t-square in a t-square no not a t-square they're going well the south node is going to be is it squaring neptune Hold on. <laughs> Gonna look at this. The south node. No, the south node and the north node look like they're squaring. They're squaring whatchamacallit. I gotta go they back. They are squaring Saturn, but the south node might be trining something. Oh my goodness, we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Jupiter conjunct Neptune. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're I don't even know what we're talking about. No, it's uh, trining. It's <laughs> trining so that it's sextiling the north node. 
So, okay, so gotcha. Neptune is sextiling the North Node and trining the South Node. The South that, Node, okay. <laughs> actually, that actually, see, that's just, that's kind of the energy of it. Like, kind of, you know, euphoric. I think that's euphoric. Um, I don't hmm. know. I think there could be some, I think there could be some, some good, some good juice there. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look. You want to look at the, the uh, Scorpio full moon now? Yeah, let's take a look at the Scorpio full moon. Now, so, so I don't want to say we should be playing things in the D minor chord, but this seems very like Phantom of the Opera type full moon for me. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to seem doom and gloom, but I, I just think there's going to be like, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be heavy. I mean, personally. Uh, there's a lot of aspects happening this day. So the moon yeah. in Scorpio is quincunx venus in aries. aries is that right yeah 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 uh the moon is also quincunx chiron in aries the moon is in opposition to taurus is that correct what is the degrees 25 17 oh, 25 18 25 18 it's not in opposition to uranus is what i meant to say that's not but even if you, close. But if you look at things closer they're so it, it's just so tightly packed uh yes. the end of aquarius pisces aries taurus so tightly packed and chiron is conjunct venus venus yeah that is going to mm -hmm. be challenging and not to forget oh and i did mean to mention with the solar eclipse um you know pluto everything is 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 direct right now but pluto is going to be our first retrograde uh here coming up and he's going to be going retrograde on the 29th so, so for, just the day before <laughs> yeah well for the folks in oh the no no that's the day before the taurus right yes this is the solar right. eclipse yeah so i forgot okay. to mention that but he actually is going to be retrograde during the eclipse itself so oh. so that is going to be interesting but here pluto is at 28 degrees retrograde and he, I mean, he's still squaring our beautiful and lovely, um, you know, heiress within four degrees. He's still squaring her. So, but he's going to be retrograde. So as he's going backwards, you, you know, know how like, far back it go, he, uh, he's going to go. I believe he's going back to 20. I want to say 26 degrees. I think he's going he's going to be going direct on the 8th of October so I will tell you okay. he's going direct on the 8th of October and he will be at 26 degrees and seven minutes yeah that's what I thought right. he's, he's going back to 26 degrees now next year he's going to make it over the line and he's going to dip his toe into Aquarius for just right. a just a minute but then he's going to be going back into uh going back into Capricorn and then he'll fully go into Aquarius in April of 2024. Right. Jeez. That's gonna I be I keep wanting Pluto to just get further and further away from my moon and then he's getting closer realizing closer. that to getting closer and closer to my Jupiter and I'm like haha I don't know oh. if that's good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know I think Pluto and Jupiter is the mark of People were born with Pluto conjunct Jupiter. That's the mark of a billionaire, isn't it? I mean, a lot of the billionaires have that mark in their chart. So it. So could, does it mean when Pluto conjuncts my Jupiter, that's a good thing? 
<laughs> I don't I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, it's I think it's all about the energy you, you serve that that yes. that up, you know. Let's say it I mean, again. You're right. Transforming your Jupiter and in Pisces. I mean, to me, that says that you could have whatever you can conceive of. That's just oh no 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 i'm sorry i take that back it won't be conjunct my jupiter be conjunct my venus that's right oh well i don't know how that would be maybe that would be i mean i don't know how that would be i don't know we'll find out <laughs> i'll let you know i'm trying to remember oh. when pluto conjuncted my venus it would have been in two around 2008 and you know we had just bought our dream home so could be good could be mm. good and no one right. lives there anymore but <laughs> at well, the time I mean... when we purchased it you know coming from seattle where we had a incredibly expensive teeny weeny little house because everything's expensive in seattle um and we moved to the midwest where we got um a house that wasn't that expensive that was ginormous because that's what happens when you move to the Midwest after you've lived on the coast. Um, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. 5,000 square foot home. We'll take it. <laughs> All um, the amenities. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. But yeah, but, but Pluto is going to be retrograde for sure during this lunation, which is the Scorpio full moon. The thing that's the thing that's really challenging, I think, for a lot of people, particularly around the age of 50 ish, um, mm -hmm. that moon is going to be at 25 degrees. And a lot of us have Neptune around 29, 28 degrees, somewhere in there, maybe zero degrees of, of Sagittarius. So having the eclipse that close to um, natal Neptune, I think, is going to be interesting for a lot yes. of us and since the south node is also there <laughs> um i think there's going to be stuff from the past coming up that has to be potentially released um and and maybe maybe you know that could be surprising to some people i think yeah um yeah things popping up that you're not that you thought you handled but maybe not yeah, which I think that's already been happening for me. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I really feel like a month before um, and, you know, we're already, you know, Saturday, we're going to be a month before uh, this eclipse. Um, I really feel like the eclipse is building, like the energy is building. And so I think when you're in that that tunnel of time, that kind of it's like a 45 to 60 day period where you're still experiencing other lunations but you're moving into the eclipse lunations i i just feel like it's it's almost like somebody's winding your clock you know and it's like everything's kind of getting set up if you will and i just feel like this time that we're in right now just feels so i just feel so profound and I think a lot of the profundity isn't all this crazy shit going on outside of us. It's, I think it's inside. I think we're trying to, our bodies are trying to adjust to all these coronal mass ejections. There's all kinds of photonic light, you know, just pouring down on us. I mean, did you see that thing that they were trying to say was a, a plane that 
went down in Alaska a couple days ago? No, I'll have to look that up. Oh my God. I'm completely out of almost all the loops. If it's not well, on mainstream news, I don't see it either. Well, I, yeah, I don't really watch mainstream news, but um, mainstream news was saying that it was, um, that a plane had launched and it was, it didn't look anything like a jet. It was like this round object. It was like, there was like, it was like a cyclone, but it was like really tubey that it hmm. was like coming out of. It was very strange. It was like, it was like a worm, <laughs> a cloud worm dropping an egg. It was weird. It was so weird. And um, people, worm well, people were concerned because of course in Alaska, it's close to Russia. They were concerned that maybe it was some kind of a weapon. And so that was their first concern was that there was some, some kind of a bomb or something being dropped. So, the authorities took like it happened like last Thursday and the authorities didn't make a statement on it until like I think Sunday or Monday because they just didn't know what to say. I think they were trying to, you know, <laughs> clean it. was very it was very X-Files. Let's just say that. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> so this this profound time that we're in, I think again, this is really like about managing our insides. And uh, one of the things I wanted to say was one of the things that I'm really having lots of challenges with is my fascia mm -hmm. and my body. And so last night I was like foam rolling. I was like, I was rolling all this, everything. I started doing like this uh, kind of a protocol for like full body lymph draining in the shower every morning, which by the way, it works. It's crazy, but it works. And, um, I, cause I was in bed the other night and I reached over to grab a pillow between me and Joel so I could put it behind my head. And when I reached, it was like, my ribs wouldn't move. And it was like, it was, it was fascial. I could feel it because when I did move and it didn't want to go, I felt like electrical pain. And I was like, I've got like fascia, it's all junked up. And I hadn't really done anything. So I was like, I don't know why my fascia is all junked up. So then last night I got, I thought, well, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just had my emotional, you know, solar plexus release. I just need to chill out and get away from a screen. So I got out my mat and I started doing my yoga and my meditation. I got my foam roller, did all my stuff. And then afterwards, like, I just felt like a million dollars. And Fabulous. I have this um, magnesium melatonin lotion that I got and I put it on and I, and I slept and then I had my great little, you know, game show dream. <laughs> but I, I, it was like a really, like after having a, like a really rough couple of days and yesterday, particularly, I just felt like so much better. Like it flushed a bunch of stuff through. I just think all these coronal mass ejections were, I just think there's so much energy coming into our systems that I just think my little Taurus, my little toroidal field is just overwhelmed. And I just needed to like kind of have a little reset. And I, you know, one of the things that I think you probably are of the same school of thought, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really feel like the fascial system in the body is like a communication system mm -hmm. and when it gets junked up a lot of other things get junked up 
And so after I did all this stuff and had the fascial thing in the shower this morning, I felt like pain on my shoulder. So I touched it and I moved my head and it just went crack. And I felt my entire fascial train on my back just, just release. It was crazy. Uh, it was crazy. Sounds amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it's like when you have a person on a, you know, and you're like trying to get this adhesion on their, under their skin and it mm -hmm. won't go, it won't go. And you're trying it this way. You're trying it that way. You're and then it's just like, blah, 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 blah. and then you just need a <laughs> blast of Reiki, right? Blast Reiki. <laughs> blah, blah. It was like a blast of Reiki happened to me this morning. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> and so when that thing cracked and like I could feel it all the way down my spine, I thought, wow, there goes the psoas. There goes the shoulder. There goes the neck. I mean, it was just like everything started to like release. It was crazy. It was and I'm I have some release jealousy right now. Oh. Well, and I haven't been to a chiropractor because I kept thinking I just need to get to a chiropractor and I'll be OK. Mm -hmm. But I was like, it was a, it was more than like a structural release. It was an energetic release. And I really feel like the fascia has some kind of connection, you know, to the realms that we live in, the spiritual, the physical, the mental, the emotional. I think the fascia is involved in all of those things. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. <laughs> like I can't help it. I'm sleepy. <laughs> It's okay. She's yawning at my fascial talk, but I know that you believe in fascia just as much as I do. I do. I'm down with the fascia. Down with that. Wow. So do you have any plans for either of these donations? Um, yes. I think that I, I'm going to be planning on doing some yoga and some meditation on the, uh, well, technically it'll be the 16th for me, I think, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah because this is, this moon is going to be basically conjunct my Neptune and in Scorpio. And I think that it's a great opportunity to connect in with past stuff and do some release work, some like maybe some, some deep release work. Yeah. I think I've spent a lot of time working to keep myself busy so I don't have to do the work <laughs> and now avoidance it's, like, it's powerful yeah it is there's only so long you can not face stuff before you have to deal with it and That's so no truer words I gotta I gotta get on that but I I am I am gonna actually I, I'm more I'm more feeling more avoidant about the Taurus so solar eclipse which I shouldn't be what I really should be doing is I should, because it's so close to my Saturn is I should be setting some long-term intentions for myself because yes. Saturn can help me manifest that stuff. And I yes. think that there is some manifestation energy also with this, because I mean, Pluto is going to be retrograde in Capricorn, but with the, the Scorpio full moon, he's going to be sextiling it. And you know, he's still squaring Eris, but I feel like, I feel that's interesting. And then also the moon and the, the South node, they are going to be squaring Saturn. And I think that that's an important square. I think that people are really going to feel that particularly if they have anything in the fixed houses, right? I think they're really going to feel that square. So just real quickly, Corey, you want to run through the fixed houses so people 
know what those are? Yeah, the fixed signs are Taurus and Scorpio and Aquarius and Leo. Um, And what's meant by fixed is there's three different modalities for the signs. There's cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Cardinal signs are um, signs that begin something. They begin seasons. They're usually um, signs that initiate. Um, They're often... yeah, they initiate, they begin. Uh, the fixed signs are what kind of create foundations and stability for the things that we create in life. Um, fixed signs maintain. Uh, something that I was thinking about today, um, I have, a, uh, I have uh, my Saturn is in, um, no, Never mind. I'll, I, I just, that was, I'll just call that a Neptune moment. Um, and anyway, so mutable signs change things. No, because I was thinking today about my whole relationship with um, fixed energy. I don't have much fixed energy in my um, chart at all. I'm all cardinal and mutable. And so I was out working today and I was thinking about how much I hate maintenance. I hate it. I am like, go in, change everything, create something new and like, let somebody else maintain it. And then when it's time to change it, I'll come back. I will demolish and destroy and take away and then build something new. That's like my, my shtick. And you know, what I'm finding the work I'm doing right now, I'm kind of stuck you know, fixing a lot of things because I failed to maintain them well. So now it's like, you have to, you know, if you don't maintain things on the reg, then you have to go back and do bigger maintenance, you know, and that's what I'm going through a huge phase of right now. Um, and it's actually thinking about how that ties in with my, uh, Capricorn North node, you know, Capricorn is all about responsibility and, mm-hmm. and in some ways it's like, you know, maintenance and, uh, caring for things is a form of that kind of Capricornian responsibility. It, it is, it is. And I, it's, I hate it. So I think it's funny that, that my North node is there. It's like something I have to, well, one of the things I'm probably here to learn is that there is a great satisfaction and, and benefit and potential from doing the maintenance that I so resist. <laughs> well, to be to be fair to you, Corey, I think that, you know, as a Capricorn, part of always doing that stuff, I'm kind of like one of those people, if you can't do it right, then, you know, don't, don't have it, don't attempt it, don't, you know, get, you know, move it, get rid of it, give it to somebody who can. But there is part of me that hates doing the maintenance stuff as well. And I'm a Capricorn. So, um, and I don't have a lot of fixed energy. I have, a couple of placements. Uh, I have like one placement in Aquarius. I have one placement in Taurus. Um, I just don't, I mean, I do have my moon in Leo, but I don't have a lot of fixed energy. I'm more mutable and cardinal earth. Um, I'm super earthy. Um, so I totally get it. Like, but the Capricorn in me, the discipline in me is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I have to do it. I can't sleep. Like I can't, I, I have a really hard time going to bed. If the dishes are in the sink, it drives me nuts. Yeah, I know. Cause then, and it's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning, I don't like that. So I, I feel exactly yeah. me too. But if there are clothes in the dryer, they're in the dryer and I can't see them and I'm okay with that. Yeah. We can fluff them. 
<laughs> well, I get really mad at myself when I forget and there's like shirts in there that I want to just hang up so they don't wrinkle. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I totally, I totally feel that. I totally feel that yeah. energy. And I don't know. I wonder if I, you know, my dad was very Torian and my dad was like, and I think I get that from my father. My dad was like, if you're going to do something, he, he would always like cleaning the car, you know, or oh. like, like getting, yes. the, getting tar off of his car with mineral spirits. I mean, oh, that's my dad too. Oh, drive me crazy. When and I go ahead, go ahead. Well, yeah. When I was a kid, that was one of my big money makers was, was washing cars. And actually at one point I like it, I went around the neighborhood with my bucket and my, you know, hose and I charged people five bucks to make, to wash their cars. I made a lot of money. It was crazy, but I my dad, totally use you now. I could totally <laughs> well, and now I'm like, Oh, washing cars. I, I, I like it, but mm, I like a clean car anyway, but my dad would have me wash with a chamois because he yes. didn't in this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I actually yes. feel like since, you know, I, I got back home from, you know, his passing, I kind of feel like I'm slightly possessed by him right now because I find myself, um, he was, he was the kind of guy that maintenance, he liked maintenance. You know, he, yeah. if he had something that he liked, he would take good care of it. He'd keep it clean. Yes. He'd go through all the motions. And I feel like I'm like, like I, I'm doing that. Like, and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if this is like, you know, my dad, like clean up your shit, Corey here. Let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like my life is a mess or my house is like a disaster but there are certain things that no, you know it. require maintenance and i'm just like oh you know i you know i like my oven needs to be cleaned and you know shit like that that it's like uh it, i mean it's not the word but it's like the, i just did my whole kitchen and now i still need to clean my oven and i can hear my father in my head like Corey, the look at that the only time i ever cleaned an oven was when I was in a rented apartment and we had to get their <laughs> deposit back. But I'd I, rather just buy a new one. <laughs> I never have cleaned any. I mean, I always put one of those liners in the bottom of my oven mm. so that if anything drips down there or anything, I just pull it out and wash it off and put it back in there. So I, well, after I clean my oven, I'm going to invest in those. But the thing I, that pisses me off is that then you get stuff between the doors of your oven do you ever get that and where you have to like take a screwdriver open up the parts of your oven door and clean them the inside yes, I, I have had that happen but i would not do that i would not like when you watch those people on clean talk you know they're not <laughs> because i want one of those nutty people to come to my house for sure right but I'm like, I am not going to unscrew anything to get something out of it. It's like, if it's like that, I'm trying so hard right now because the ice maker in our refrigerator doesn't work in, in the there's, uh, so the, the refrigerator doesn't make ice, which drives me crazy. And we finally, it was like, it was like coming through the back panel of the refrigerator. So it's like this huge block of ice in the back of our refrigerator. Oh, nuts. And I had called the, I had called the company and tried to do all this stuff, trying to get it fixed and solved. And she's like, well, she goes, the only, she goes, it should naturally defrost by itself. I was like, it's not doing that. I go, the ice maker's not working. So my friend's husband was over at New Year's Eve and we had to go out and get a bag of ice. And so he just like rips it. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to destroy. I'm like if this floods all over my house, I'm going to fucking kill you. But he like pulls the thing out and just rips it apart. And he's like, we'll just shut it off. And then we don't have to worry about it anymore. 
So it's still in there. It doesn't work. I still have the ice in backup, but it's not creating more ice, I guess is the way to say that. But I'm trying. So I'm like, you totally did me a bad one because I really wanted it to continue to ice up. So the damn thing <laughs> so I, get a new so I can buy a new a new refrigerator so I could just yes. the purchase of a new refrigerator because do do I want to do I want to like unplug it and take all my food out for several days and let it defrost on its own and then plug it back? no I don't want to do that yeah no mm -mm. yeah and I do I want to call somebody over to come over and fix my ice maker which no and have all my stuff out no I don't want to I do just that. want a new fridge yeah I don't want to take my oven doors apart and clean them but it's like even if no. I clean the inside of my oven you can still see the streaks in between the doors and I'm like who the fuck designed this is shit I'm like it is a shit design if I have to open up the doors of my yes. ugh but it's yes. not uncommon according to the people on Pinterest it is not uncommon <laughs> because it's happened to me too but I just don't care about I you know what I do they have that bar hang a towel hang towel up there and that's, what, yeah. that's why god invented towels well it's yeah. like it's like my inner jeff carlson is like just clean it Corey. yeah yeah, right. yeah. But, my, my dad would be like that too he'd be my dad was always like well i mean watching him write i mean he had this really strange writing and it was like so precise and to watch him write was like almost painful like to watch him mm -hmm. write he, it would took him like two minutes to write his his name i'm like it shouldn't take that long to write your name <laughs> but his he had very very precise writing and so he would have these steno pads all over the house where he had written it would take him forever to write things and it was just like his right handwriting was beautiful it looked like calligraphy but it was like he was just I super i love good penmanship i'm a big fan of of good penmanship yeah but. it doesn't take but even like even eating he was like that with eating like watching him eat was like yeah was my dad too one bite at a time he would chew it forever and it was like this whole but you know that being said you know my dad was not overweight <laughs> He had good digestion. Neither was mine. And my dad would yeah. say that. He's like, Jen, you can't just swallow your food. You have to chew that. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, and, he, and you have to savor it. You have to savor yeah. it. And then yeah. you end up like, you know, was your dad eating... a Taurus? Was your dad a Taurus? No, he was an Aquarius, but he might have had some stuff in Taurus. My, yeah, he... my dad was but is he that's a fixed another fixed sign though. Yes. And he just mm -hmm. he was really just so particular about things and he would he would iron his blue jeans so they'd have a crease. Yes. Yes. My yes. dad too. Oh my God. Yes. He would, he would in the 80s. It, he didn't do it so much like recently, but in the 80s, yeah. Or when they had cuffs, when they would cuff the jeans, he would iron those as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. He loved his his uniform was ironed starch jeans and um a members only jacket because he was yeah. last, he was the last member. <laughs> Oh my God. Yep. My dad had members only too. He, my father wore a lot of Izod shirts, a lot of Izod shirts. Oh my God. Um, so scary. So scary. Yeah. So I'm actually, I have no particular plans for this, um, no, eclipse cycle. I've not, yeah. I, I think before the, um, the new moon, I will do a, a very thorough energetic and physical cleanse of my house and smoke the place out. Cause I've been really, um this year since my father passed i've just put it been putting a lot more focus into the dark moon 
Um, and so, and, and I haven't set any intentions either. Like I, I just, I got a real weird feeling about this year for myself. I, you know, since Lent has started, I haven't been on social media. I've been just very, very busy. I've changed my diet. I've lost 15 pounds. I've, um, yeah, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been interesting. I think I'm actually going to keep up most of it until, um, maybe the, I started Pisces new moon. Maybe I'll keep it up until Virgo new moon, just to say I've done it for a solid six months. Cause I don't miss social media at all. I mean, I, there are some people that I do miss a little bit seeing their posts and what's going on, but for the most part, I, you know, I talk to you every two weeks <laughs> and I see what you got going on in your, in your Patreon Why? and on the, you know, the, the time travelers message board. I, you know, my friends, I text with if I'm part of group text. Like I, I don't feel like anything is missing, not being on social media and all of I, this stuff that's happening will, in the world. I'm so glad. I don't know what the fuck other people think. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I think, um, I think it's, um, I think the world is going to be shifting. I mean, the pro the challenge with social media is all of the social media is so, uh, you know, it's all weird and it's all ad driven now. And, yeah. you know, back in the earlier days of social media, it was just so free. And I, it's like, I don't, when you try to put the genie back in the bottle, it just feels weird. And I, I don't, I'm not missing it terribly either. Like I thought I, I, I thought, you know, I've got to do so I've had a couple of people reach out to me and they're like, why aren't you doing your posts anymore? And I'm like, well, if you read my posts, you'd know, but, um, you know, there's just, a post for that. Yeah. There's a post for that. Uh, so, but it's, it, I, I agree. I, I think I'm trying to figure out what's a better way to connect with the people that I really feel like we're going to become more of a tribal society going forward and we're going to find our group and we're going to grow that group or we're going to maintain that group. I feel like, yeah. you know, it's so much more about the individual experience and how that individual experience rolls up to the experience of the collective. And yeah. so I think it's really important what, uh, what we're seeing now is the result of social media and all the hype and all of the craziness that's been going on for the last 10, 15 years and all of it. It's just like, it's like the thing that happened to me the other day with my solar plexus and my psoas. It was like, it's literally like that. And so it's like, if people go away and work on themselves and work on the things that they're avoiding because they're on social media, right? I, I really think that, you know, we're a we're, we're a microcosm within a macrocosm. So if the microcosm's in good shape, the macrocosm will be in great shape, right? Right, right. So I think like all of the stuff that's going on right now, and I feel there's a part of me that feels so so manipulated by all of this crap that's going on and i just don't really want to be i don't want to contribute to it i don't want to be a contributor i don't in that it, even if i'm just a silent observer i don't want to be that either it's hard yeah yeah it is well because social media does um it fills some gaps and it's 
you know, a great way to network and it is a great way to advertise your business. I've, I've decided that I'm just not going to worry about that until I've got my ducks in a row at home. I've got too many things to take care of. We just had a ton of land cleared. We actually hired somebody to do it. And it was okay. like, wow, look at all that work getting done that I don't have to do. Yay. Um, Cause you it was dreadful. Quite, you guys have a lot of land at your house. We do. And we had, I mean, you know, a lot of it had been overcome by just growth blackberries will take over real quick Those and things it was like, are crazy out you know in the midwest you're just like oh my god you're so lucky you have a blackberry bush but in the it but in the no. Midwest, it's like everything's so crazy i was just telling my friend this the other day we were at lowe's looking at plants and there were these beautiful like hot pink clematis i'd never seen them that color before and I used to have a purple clematis out in my backyard. You may not remember it was out by the driveway. I had a, I had like a, a little, you know, rickracky fence that came up and there was some oregano at the base of it. And then I had this clematis that I had like got the seed in Indiana and moved, you know, took it to Washington, planted it. It was like, I never, anything with flowers, I always kill them, but it, it was like actually growing and all this stuff. And then somebody I worked with came over to my house for lunch and I, I was getting, going down the back porch to take, go back to work with her. And she was out there in my backyard, ripping the clematis off of, you know, my awning. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, this is a weed. And I said, I planted that. <laughs> but she's like, in the Northwest, this is a weed, Jennifer. And I was like, uh, okay. Clematis? I don't necessarily think that's true. <laughs> I, I never heard that before, but in no, the I wish that clematis grew like a weed out here. That would be nice. No, instead we have blackberries and we had, we have bramble that would put sleeping beauties bramble to shame or whoever it was that was locked up in the castle surrounded by like yeah, balls and walls thorns. of thorns. Well, what is that other stuff that grows out there? Are those horsetail things? Those things are mm -hmm. crazy too. We don't, yeah, we have we some of those, but those are, they also have good medicinal use. And I mean, the blackberries, I guess, could be worse, but they've taken up a huge chunk of our property. So watching that get cleared, and now I'm oh like, oh, and we have got tons of stuff. I got a plant in the space that got cleared anyway. But yeah. Um, we used to have a black, we used so, to have social a, media. <laughs> we used to have a little blackberry bush out on the side of our house. And I used to go out there with a canister and I would put on a sweatshirt and like my overalls and I'd go out there as a kid and pick the blackberries, but I'd have to wear gloves just so I wouldn't get all like, you know, thorned up and I'd keep adding and adding. And when I got enough blackberries, my mom would make a pie. Mm. So mm. I always thought they were great, but then we moved to the Northwest and we had, even in town, we had such bad uh, blackberries in the city. We had to have somebody yeah. come out and rip them out. And yeah. it was- Well, awesome. those ones aren't, low, they're not native either. They're an oh. invasive species, which is why they, you know, they become such a problem. But um, anyway, so- everywhere. If you live in the, if you don't live in the Northwest, there are blackberry bushes everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, it's-, it's On hills, bad. on- you know, motorways, they just grow everywhere. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Yep. We just had a whole bunch taken out. So until I, you know, I, so that means it's just, that's less work, but it also creates work. Cause now I've got to build a wall to retain that space and I've got to put vegetation in. So I don't, it doesn't, the hill doesn't erode out from under my 
house. <laughs> so until I, you know, get all that stuff done, I'm just, I'm not looking at building any business. I'm just taking care of what I need to take care of. I get it. You know, but you know, so I don't have a need to be on social media, but I get, there's a lot of people that need to be on social media to be promoting their businesses and maintaining their networks and, you know, it, the downside of that is then you have to deal with all the other crap. And what, one of the things I found interesting, I was having this thought well, a week or so ago when I finished my kitchen was like, oh, I finished my kitchen and under normal circumstances, I'd post a picture of that somewhere and be like, oh, look at my new kitchen. And I thought to myself, I was like, Corey, would you like your kitchen anymore if other people liked it? Like, why do you, why does that matter? You know? Uh, and so that was just an interesting thing to observe that, you know, because I'm abstaining and I take Lent very seriously. <laughs> it's like, you know, there, there, there's something I get out of my um, social media presence that maybe isn't entirely healthy. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I absolutely know what you mean. One of the things I've always done is whenever somebody has like if you went to look at somebody's page and every 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 graphic was them like a picture of them um i'm just like why yeah it's it's i think it, i think there are some cases where it does promote narcissism and you see you see um i always think if you've got to get up every day and put your face and your hair together so you can take a picture of yourself and put it out there for people there there's something else going on there it's like you need to do that to feel like there's some value there or something there's something missing so i think being off i've never been a big fan of posting like i'll post my dog's pictures till the cows come home because i love my dogs but you know they could care less if they're on social media I mean, yeah. there are people who just have an account for their animal. I am not one of those people. <laughs> Although it looks like I am, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we all want to see what's going on with your pups. I mean, come on now. Well, right now they're crashed out and they're they, they're having, uh, I will say this, I of course have done the charts with my dogs and um, one one has been extremely sleepy during this this jupiter neptune business and the other one's been an absolute freak as <laughs> crazy cray out of control this morning running around trying to eat a frog in our backyard i was like, oh no do not eat the frog <laughs> that can't vote well for your luck i swear do not eat the frog yeah <laughs> that would not probably that would probably not end well for the frog or the dog so yeah right <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah but, it, but i i agree i'm glad you're you're observing lent which sounds very fixed energy of you by the way i might know lenty yeah well i think it's to, to, to it's always like a test of of my will of my you know and i'm pretty good at, at you know when i make when i make a word i keep it it's just sometimes i'm like Ugh. i just won't make any commitments stupid well, I guess I guess it depends on how you think about it. If you feel like you should be enjoying that commitment, I don't know that we always enjoy commitments. I think it's more about, you know, like you said, stating your word and keeping your word because it's more about a discipline as opposed to 
you know yeah because it's like the discipline is access to something it's like i can't i wouldn't there's you love saturn i know you do girl i do love saturn but there's there's so many benefits to removing things from your life temporarily or from abstinence because then you can see like how did these how do these things affect me truly because you know things just have a way to come into your life. They creep in. And before you know it, there's such an integral part and you don't know how they're impacting you. So, um, yeah, I love that opportunity to see, you know, how much does those two trulies that I drink every other night, you know, that I don't anymore, but you know, how much does that actually impact me? How much does it impact my sleep? How much does it impact my state of mind? Um, yeah, how much does social media impact my my well being? It's interesting, but you never know it until you that's right can fully take it out. And if you take it out half acidly, you still won't know it. So, well, to tie all this up in a bow, because I think this all has a theme, and I think you know Taurus and Scorpio are connected on the axis of the second and the eighth house. Now they might be on a different axis in your chart, but in the main chart, they're Taurus rules the second house of personal possessions, personal money, personal material objects. And then the eighth house is the things, those things that you share with other people. The eighth house also represents uh, death, rebirth. It also represents your sexuality um, and the things that are hidden, the things that you hide. So these are the these are the areas that we're dealing with all year long as we go into the eclipse season. This is the first eclipse season in this Taurus and Scorpio axis. And we're going to have another one the, the end of the year, towards the end of the year. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. So one of the things I would say is pay attention to what you're experiencing. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Look and see what houses Scorpio and Taurus rule in your chart and what areas of life those represent. It is still going to be flavored with the second house Taurus and the eighth house Scorpio energy. There's going to be a lot of secrets, a lot of old stuff coming up. I was just talking about that earlier. There's going to be a lot of old stuff coming up. It's going to be stuff that you maybe have shame around. There could be some sexual uh, things come up. There could be sexual abuse. There could be uh, things exposed within your family or, uh, you know, with friends or people that you thought you knew that you never could even fathom. I mean, these eclipses are like quantum leaps. And even though we have a partial solar eclipse, we have a full total, um, you know, eclipse in Scorpio. Scorpio is deep, dark stuff. And so not only on the national and international stage will we see deep, dark secrets, but these things will also play out in your life. And they may not be like super shocking. They may just be like, oh my God, that totally makes sense. I never understood why it was like that in our family or why I did that or why I was allergic to that. Or, you know, it's, so be open, remain open, and just know that there's a lot of healing that happens, I think, in the Taurus um, Scorpio axis, because it's about things and our relationship to things and the things that we share with other people. And so really, it, it, can, it can be, there can be so much coming up at this time. 
And I think it's a great opportunity for some healing work. I think it's a great opportunity for looking at, like Corey said, what what's really important and like, should you shift your goals? Should you relook at where you're at and maybe say, gosh, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. I, I think I need to get a different job or quit my job or, you know, move to a different place or, you know, I need to make adjustments in my life that are going to make me effectively happy. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy, right? We all want to be understood. We want to be loved. We want to be happy. We want to be valued. And if you're not, if that's not happening in your life, this is a great, this corridor between the end of April and the middle of May is a great corridor to really explore that a little bit. And I think the Jupiter Neptune conjunction we experienced yesterday was kind of set up for that, you know? And I think as we get that, you know, Venus coming into conjunction with Neptune and, and, and uh, Jupiter, and then we'll have Mars coming into conjunction with them. I think it's going to be, um, you know, Venus, again, the things we love and value Mars is about our ambitions and our fears. So I think this is a really, again, I think this is a really profound time, but I think it's about internal profound stuff. Yeah. I think that the Taurus Scorpio axis to me, um, is rooted deeply in value. Like, and, and a lot of it is your self-value, how you see yourself, how valuable you consider yourself will determine what you're willing to accept, for instance, for income. How you see yourself, the value in yourself is going to affect how you show up in joint circumstances. Do you assert yourself? Do you ask for what you want? Do you make sure that your joint resources are a reflection of how you value yourself. So, um, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And especially when you get back to that Venus, um, Jupiter conjunction, I think, you know, it's Venus, I think also, because, you know, Venus rules Taurus, Venus talks a lot about self-love and, and like your inner, uh your inner goddess or well, i mean it's like your you know worth, right it's your worth yeah it's your worth so you know that jupiter is you know about experiencing growth in that area so i think yeah i think you had said just to me prior to us starting or maybe earlier i don't know because my brain is real foggy um that you know this was like a sweet new moon i think you're right i think there's gonna i mean there might be some spots that are rough but i i think that you're right that there is it's this has got an undertone of of sweetness yeah i do i do think the scorpio moon is going to be a big contrast the full moon yeah. is going to be a big contrast to the, oh to the, new moon. the other thing i was thinking too is um for those of you who don't know it's uh um eclipses occur in in cycles the metatonic met, metonic cycles they're 19 right. years where 19 years ago may something probably within a day or or two of each of these lunations there were eclipses that happened within a degree or so um almost exact it happened 19 years ago so look back at may and april may of 2020 i'm sorry 20 what would that be 20 2003 is that 20 
2003. And that might kind of give you an idea of the, the themes that these particular. Do you know um, what we were doing at that time, Miss, Miss Thing? Yeah, we were in massage school. We were graduating yeah. from massage school. Yeah. And I had just gotten diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And um, yeah. And you helped me enormously and my husband through that time period. So it's interesting because at that time I was looking into all kinds of alternative cancer treatments and the rife technology I talked about earlier didn't come up, but a lot of other things did like, um, ESEAC, which is like a native American, uh, kind of a, it's like a Chinese medicine, but it's native American version. <laughs> um, I mean, I looked at all kinds of alternative, uh, things to do because I didn't want to do chemo and radiation and I didn't do it and I'm still here, but, um, but yeah, but I do remember right before that happened, I really was wanting to get pregnant. And Corey, do you remember, I found that spell like a year or two ago and I showed it to you, but I had the spell you gave me. And then you, you also, um, gave us a candle like, so we could get pregnant. <laughs> and I remember you were so bummed that I didn't get pregnant, but right after that, is when they found my cancer, which was really found early, which was really amazing. And sometimes I wonder if that, that spell that you did for me and that candle you made for us, if that to find would, the reason. Yeah. I wonder if it hmm. was about a different kind of like birth. Yeah. 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 Because that was a great candle. I mean, that was a good, it smelled really good too. So. And I heard, yeah, you put it to good use. You did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It so, was working but, some kind of magic. <laughs> yeah, I have to, you know, think back of where I was in, in uh, May of 2003. Jeez, that was, you were uh, probably, wow. You were probably at my house trying to get my fascia back in order. Because if yeah. you remember... Um, I had surgery at the end of, was it the end of uh, March, beginning of April? And then I had a six week period where I was like really having some challenges, physical challenges. And you came over and helped out quite a bit. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad I, I could. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. It's also interesting. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this season. We'll see. I have, but I don't have any um, expectations or anything that I'm asserting. I just, I, I don't feel like, I don't know. I was like, I don't feel like manifesting. I don't want to manifest. I mean, I know I'm manifesting all the time, but I, there's nothing really right now that I want to create. I just want to be in this moment and just take but care of whatever's in front of me. Is the best creation of all is just <laughs> to be and, and, and just, you know what I mean? Just to sit with yeah. it and be, sit and be grateful for your home and your family and the things that you have and the food on your table. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the stuff that's really important. It's not the, it's not the crazy big stuff. It's always the, the at least for me, it's always the quiet, gentle stuff that always, I'm like, gosh, I could just, sit like this for a really long time and be really happy, really happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll report back. Um, well, yeah. we've got what's happening. There's a Libra full moon happening in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> It's happening, on the, it's happening on the 16th. We talked about it a little bit. Oh, that's uh, Brian's birthday. That's happening Saturday. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. The, the big news there, of course, is the T-square that's going to be happening with the sun in Aries at 26 degrees, the moon at 26 degrees of Libra. And then, you know, we've got um, Pluto at 28 degrees. So that is a hella T-square. Oh, those are these are conjunct like that's on my cardinal points my lower cardinal points yay close have fun with that yeah that should be fun you know i don't though, know i, I might just sleep through it i just and i and something else i just want to say because pluto is going to be stationing on the 29th of april around that that eclipse it's going to be really strong probably starting around the 23rd, 24th of this month, which isn't that far off. So just know that if you have anything around that 28 degrees of Capricorn or any of the other cardinal signs, so Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn are the cardinal signs, you're going to have either, you're gonna have an opposition or a square to that. And so that's gonna be really strong transformative energy. So if things feel a little, like kind of really shaken up and you know you may need to meditate you may need to ground particularly when things are happening in cardinal signs if you can like go out and walk barefoot in the grass or lean up against a tree or you know just earth yourself you know you want to get earthed and um you know that will help you kind of manage the energy i think a little bit and i do think that this lunation on the 16th is going to be you know kind of profound i mean Eris and uh, Pallas Athena are going to be conjunct. They're going to be squaring Pluto. Um, they're going to be conjunct the sun. So this, they're all part of this T-square. So it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a boring lunation by any stretch of the imagination. So well, there it is. We'll report back. And then I'm sure we'll talk again during eclipse season. So yay. Yay. <laughs> Anything else, Fox? Nope. Yep, same. So anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, until next time, I'm Corey Hawkins. Um, and I'm Jennifer Fox. <laughs> Are you sure? Y'all stay curious. I gotta pre